Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hour number one of the Get Right with Reg and KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What it do, baby? Rigo Mendoza holding down for you here on your Turn It On, Leave It On stage. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line, 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation. We're also live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam and on YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe to all things 105 through the fan on YouTube at Kevin Gray Sports at Reg at a tool. If you want to get at us on Twitter or X or whatever they call it these days, uh, lift you for the still Twitter to me. Is it still Twitter for you? Good for Always you. Always and forever. Always and forever. Good for you. Uh, at 11, we're with you until 11 o'clock tonight. We got, I was about to say, if you're about to tease some for 11, let me, let me tell you. I won't be Well, there. that's the end of the show. In I fact, can tease that's the end of the show sorry, at 11. I, I apologize, KG, for Look. being here because I, I noticed that lately you, <laughs> you seem to enjoy doing a show solo. So, you know what? Just let me know. I can dip out and you can just continue on that trend. No, you know, no, Because no, I, no. I, I see that you've, you've taken a certain liking to doing a solo show. Now, now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Come hell or high water, our names are on this show. So most of the time, at least one of us is going to be here. And if it means I got to be here, handle this business and be able to do my thing and be able to hang out with the Twolos and the Tolos here while we do our thing for an hour or however long it needs to be, I'm willing to do that. Because you know why, Reg? I was built for this. Built for this right here. This moment, one shot, one moment. Oh, He about to start playing. (laughs) Okay, Slim Shady. Don't do it. I'm just saying, you only get one shot. I'm just saying, but I'll just leave that there because I don't, I don't want to make Reg mad. Okay, he's back in the saddle tonight. I'm at work. I'm always mad. Wow, wow. Even with me, even working with me, you're upset. Is it called work? Oh, don't do that. There don't it is. Do that. Yeah. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Yes, we just off started. And running. That's right. Off and running don't tonight already here on the get right at seven twenty. Uh, my man, Newey Scruggs, NBC5 Sports Director. He's going to be joining us. And also at 820, Ari Temkin. Didn't I just say don't do that? No, keep it going. You might as well keep it going. No. Yeah, keep turn keep, it off. Keep that going. Turn it off. Uh, Rigo, see, Rigo on it tonight. He's he's ready for tonight. Rigo. I'm getting conflicting reports. I don't know what to do here. Turn it off. That's what you need to do. Wow, so demanding. That's oh, correct. Oh, oh, my. I don't demand much. When I do, I expect it to be met. <laughs> Red's like, I don't ask for much. But when I do, I expect it to be followed. Pretty much. Uh, from the two on four evening, any any advice or further info on the fan phenom auditions coming up? Well, tomorrow is your first shot. Speaking of shots, 
You get your first shot tomorrow night at Hurtado Barbecue following a live show with G-Bag Nation as you will have a chance beginning at 7 o'clock tomorrow to be able to be in an audition to become a fan host here at 105 Through the Fan. Absolutely. I believe is it is it's Chris Arnold tomorrow, right? Yeah. Uh, All four locations is going to be Chris Arnold. Fantastic. That's and right. one thing that you know about Chris Arnold, he is wildly nice and hospitable. That's right. And charming. Um, and I guess when it comes to the advice, I haven't done this particular uh, contest. But what I would tell you is you're getting three minutes or thereabouts. That's right. Come with your three strongest. You know what I mean? Like, make sure that you step up to the microphone having something that you feel passionate about. A, a take, as they like to say, a perspective, <laughs> a point that you feel strong about. This is not an opportunity for you to be like, look at my versatility. No, 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 no. Bring your strongest. Mm-hmm. You know, you you trying to get you trying to get chose in this moment, right? Like, so go <laughs> ahead and Sunday best in a way. Or if nothing else, leave as big of an impression as you possibly can, um, because you want to be remembered for the opportunity that you had to speak and have a conversation with a th- not a one time or two-time, but a three-time mm. Hall of Famer in Chris Arnold, who knows a little bit of something about success and longevity in this business. I encourage you, implore you to join the G-Bag Nation from 2 to 7 tomorrow at Hurtado Barbecue, 205 East Front Street in Arlington. Immediately following the show, our first of four opportunities for the Fan Phenom 2023. From the 469, if your voice, voice does not translate well over the radio, should I just give up? No, no, that's not the that's not the uh, mindset of a winner. No, uh, no, no. Look, there's a lot of people who have had odd voices. You make it work. Um, and I don't know what you mean when you say doesn't translate well over radio. I know some people that you know feel like they speak too fast or they stammer or anything. That's stuff that you can overcome. I know that for certain. But go ahead and give it give it a shot. Come out to Hurtado in Arlington and be yourself. Be yourself. That's right. That's the biggest thing you can do is be yourself. I love this here from the 903. KG killed it last night, but y'all are like a badass wrestling tag team. You're better together. You see that? Everything. They don't tag team in wrestling. Yes, they do. In wrestling? All right. All right, Reg. Is that, is that what we're doing? The Olympics, tonight? they don't be tagging, do they? Oh, really? All right. Reggie's back. He's is that back. not wrestling? That, that, that is wrestling. That's professional wrestling. That's right. You talking about wrestling. Not man. only do they have tag team wrestling nowadays, but if you watch AEW, they have trios. That's wrestling. Tag team wrestling. They've had trios before. I'm Where just you, saying. You knew. I'm, you knew to this? No, don't do that. <laughs> Act like you watched. He's a casual guy. Oh, oh wow. He wow. Know, he didn't know about the triple threat. Wow. You're throwing out the casual tour me? Okay. All right. I'll see what you're doing, Reg. Reg is back tonight. Uh, unfortunately, the Rangers were not able to back it up with a win today after getting the first two in Oakland. And they fall today two to nothing. It's called a transition, boys mm-hmm, and girls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, the good guys fall two nothing today in Oakland, California, falling to 68 and 47. But they still remain 21 games over 500 as this team was not able to get the clean sweep. But again, they take two of three in Oakland as they continue their Bay Area road trip. They have the day off tomorrow before they get back on the diamond when they take on the San Francisco Giants and the returning Bruce Bochy to the Bay Area for the first time since coming out of retirement. Yeah, the game the game against Oakland, game three of the of the three game set. Um, it's weird because obviously you have Jordan Montgomery on the mound. Monty, as some folks have come to t- call him, I believe Gumby is a nickname that he has carried for a little while. Whatever you want to call him, he was out there and he was pitching fairly well on this day. I mean, you it's it I would not anticipate you play against Oakland and finding runs would be a big issue, particularly 
on a, in a day game where you expect the ball to carry a little bit better as well. Um, but I think that this is where I, I have a little bit of trepidation. I already hesitate to use that word because it's not like I'm super concerned. But when you look at the lineup on a day like today, considering the injuries that you've sustained to this roster, I think this is the thing that you might have. So that you might look up and see from time to time being a little bit of an issue where you do not have as many of the mainstays that you know anchor your offense where you know we're going to get a couple of hits there on any given day. And so, you know, obviously you still have Nathaniel Lowe, you still have Adolis Garcia, but you have a lot more dudes that you're like, you know, they, they can produce, but you are not necessarily going to depend on them every single day in, day out. It's one of the things that we really wanted to give a lot of praise to Josh Young about when you were having some of these injury issues happening early in the season. He was able to sit in in the lineup and give you consistent production. Corey Seager, you anticipate giving you consistent production, right? And so I think that as you've seen, you know, this team take some injuries, I think that's one of the concerns, lightly, I'll use the word concern, um, that you have. But of course, like, it's baseball. You're not going to win 162 of them. I don't. I don't think anybody's done that to this day. You let me know if I'm if I somehow miss that in baseball history, and it, it stinks that it happens against a Oakland A's team that is just flat out not very good. Um, but you know, losses are going to happen. You win a series, of course. It snaps your win streak, but now you you're still in a place where I think you feel really good, particularly because you in this series you get two of the new additions in the rotation, and both of them look good doing it. So, um, on to San Francisco, I guess. Yeah, Jordan Montgomery, the uh, the bad luck starter today, as he went six innings, only gave up a couple of earned runs to the Oakland Athletics, but his offense was not able to uh, help him out today. But a still a quality start for Jordan Montgomery as he falls to 7-10 and 10 on the season. And as you look at the AOS standings right now, going into tonight's action, the Rangers still maintain a two-and-a-half game lead over the Houston Astros, six games up on the Seattle Mariners. And, of course, a free-falling Los Angeles Angels ball club right now who sit 11 games back as they try to somehow figure out a way not only to get back to 500 but climb back into the wild card race as well at this particular point. You are talking about the Angels, right? Yeah, they're not going to find that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, are, are, we, are we talking about different teams? And you know what? I told them. Look, I know they weren't going to listen to me. That's fine. But didn't I tell them? Well, Didn't I tell them that they was they was doing something? I mean, stupid? we all told them okay, like, hey, you might you. want to trade Shohei here to go get something for him after, you know, it appears he's going to walk at the end of the year. But Los Angeles decided to double down to try to make a run. They're gonna look stupid for it. And now they look really kind of wild out here after trying to make after making those moves, and things have gone completely south for them. At one point, losing seven straight ball games uh, to the Los Angeles Angels, but. More importantly for your Rangers, they have the day off tomorrow. They get back on the road or stay on the road, I should say, when they take on um, the San Francisco Giants. That's going to be very interesting, a very, I'm sure, exciting homecoming for Bruce Bochy. Of course, having won three World Series championships with the San Francisco Giants and now having a chance to have all the love showered on him sure. as he returns to the Bay Area. And deservingly so. Clearly, sure. we've gotten a chance to get a get a little bit of a better peek from a closer distance at the man and the manager that is Bruce Bochy and just like how intriguing, how interesting of a human being he is and how you know seemingly nice, how good at his job, all the things that we can you know lavish upon him. Um, he seems to be a dude who very much keeps it where his feet are. And so I, I, I don't know how much he will be affected by the nature of a homecoming type moment. But um, can I ask you a question here, KG? Because oh, R.J. Sure. Anderson poses this from CBS Sports. Oh. He put together a list of the six MLB teams under the most pressure in the final two months, right? Okay. And some of the teams that you can anticipate 
Los Angeles Angels having really gambled a lot on this, you know, run to the postseason, which is not going to happen. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Padres for good reason, right? The Texas Rangers fall in here. And I find this huh. interesting because do you feel like the Rangers are under a lot of pressure for this particular end of the season? Understanding that, all right, I, I get it. They put a lot of money in, particularly in off seasons. They went ahead and went for Chris Young in this, you know, trade deadline, you know, with the additions that we all know, Stratton, uh, Chapman, and Montgomery, and uh, obviously Max Scherzer being probably the biggest of all of those names. But even then, it seems like they made a lot of moves where you have, where you either have control on these players going into the next season. You still sure. have some young players that are coming up. What's up, M. Carter? What, 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 you, do, what you up to, dog? Mm-hmm. Right, like. It seems like you still have an opportunity, and I'm not here to say that you should forego the window that you clearly have in this particular season, but I don't know that I would necessarily go, oh, man, they're under a ton of pressure in these last two months. I guess pressure could be looked at in a couple of different ways. Uh, Number one is their pressure based off of the moves that they made by going all in. Yeah, I mean, you brought in Jordan Montgomery. You brought in Max Scherzer. You made moves that signal that you're trying to win the World Series this year. So for all the moves and the money that you have now invested in Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager and others to bring this rotation in with Scherzer and Jordan Montgomery after you dealt with the losses of Jacob DeGrom, Nathan Nivaldi, who looks like he's going to be on his way back hopefully sooner rather than later. There's pressure to win, but from the other side of it, the moves that they were able to make but not having to give up a lot of young talent to be able to do it, you still have some of your top prospects within your farm system so that you can still look toward the eye of the future and feel good about not just what you're doing this year, but how you can build upon that going into next year in 2024 and 2025, knowing what's coming behind some of these guys. So, yeah, is there pressure to win this year based on the moves that you made? Yeah, but you were able to at least keep the farm system together for the most part based on what you acquired, and now you feel good about not just your present, but your future. And now for me, going into the season, what did I say going into the season? If this team was competing for a second wild card spot, that would be a realistic goal for this team. They are well beyond that now and looking forward to trying to secure the AL West and possibly a top seed in the American League based on maybe what happens, you know, in the AL East, of course, with teams like, you know, Baltimore, who's been playing really well, obviously other teams, you know, in the American League. Um, But the Rangers are, I think, a little bit ahead of schedule based on what we thought they were coming into this season. And that should make Rangers fans excited and should alleviate maybe some of that pressure based on what may be described here in this particular piece. Yeah, and look, I hear you. I think you, I think you you lay out a good argument there. It's just odd to look at teams like the Angels, the Brewers, the Padres, the Twins, the Yankees, that it doesn't feel like the Rangers are in the same bucket as any of those teams, and yet to be grouped along with them and saying, hey, there's pressure down the stretch here, I guess struck me as a little odd. But no, I think it's fair to also look at that and say, you know, also looking at, the, you know, the actual pennant or the race that you're in for the AL West, right? Um, and the way that the Astros are going to apply a certain level of pressure on you in trying to make sure that you um, finish out strong down the stretch. So, no, I, I feel you. I just found that to be an interesting perspective of the idea that they have pressure in the final two months um, with this Texas Rangers squad. And this team still has a lot to play for, not just in terms of winning the AL West, but you look at the overall American League standings right now. Of course, Baltimore's got the best record in the AL at 70 and 43. Tampa's there at 69 and 46. Nice. Your Texas, your Texas Rangers are sitting there at 68 and 47, only three games out of having the best record in all of the American League. So there's still a lot to play for, not just the division, but having the best record in the American League, which really puts you in a terrific position 
going into an AL pennant race, you know, going into the playoffs. So a lot to still be decided. But at the same time, this team has been playing terrific baseball. They get the day off tomorrow, take on San Francisco. Looking forward to their weekend series with Bruce Bochy heading back to San Francisco and how they move forward on their Bay Area road trip. Unfortunately, they fall today to nothing to the Oakland Athletics snapping what was their eight-game win streak. It's the Get Right Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, though, here on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers, NBC5 Sports Director Newey Scruggs. He and his conversation with Shady McCoy and how that went down. Next on the Get Right. To get right, we're Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, my man Regal Mendoza holding it down for you here on your turn it on, leave it on stage. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line, 877-881-1053, where we've got a few shout-outs to hand out here on The Get Right. Yeah, shout-out to Daniel from Forney, who's toloing with his daughter Charlotte. They're baking and decorating cookies. So shout-out to Charlotte in particular, because it sounds like she's doing a fantastic job mm-hmm. uh, doing that. There was another. Where was the shout-out? Oh, no. I lost it. I'll find it. I'll make sure to shout you guys out. Drop those in on the text line, eight seven seven eighty one one zero five three. Oh, you found it? This is the weird one. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with this. Okay. I'm just going to read it verbatim, and oh, if okay. they get mad, then I, you shouldn't have texted. From the 682, can y'all give my side piece a shout-out to Betsy? She listens to you guys. Look, I didn't want to be in the middle of that, but you texted it. You get the elite so, text clap because the fact that you were willing to say on record Shout out my side piece. I don't know how smart it is. But I don't look, know how smart that was. More power but, to But you. clearly, you feel confident that you're willing to stand 10 toes down on that one. Good for you uh, on the text line. Right now, though, we go to the hotline where we welcome in an 11-time Emmy winner. And, of course, he is the sports director for NBC5, where he was able to throw a lot of shade at one Shady McCoy's way. Newey Scruggs joining us here on the Get Right. Newey, what's going on? You're throwing out shout outs to side pieces. Right. Hey, that's them. They, they wanted it to be red, apparently. So we're going to oblige them here. Yeah, um, we, we do what we can for our fans. That's right. Sometimes they request things. I, look, I don't know why you would do that, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure she's, sure she's touched by that. <laughs> I, I wonder if she even knew that she was a side piece. More power to Betsy, I guess. <laughs> right, More exactly. Chivalry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> chivalry ain't right. dead yeah. these days. It's he not dead. Shout out on the get right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing, Nui. You, you have been a local celebrity being on TV in a good amount. Like, what's the oddest thing that you've gotten, like, asked of you or something from a, a fan? It's always just, you know, can you can you talk to, you know, my mom or somebody like that? It's like, it's cool. I actually had somebody the other day who we were trying to call his mom, uh, and, it, and, it, and we couldn't get through, but I was at the Jerry party, the media party, and we were trying to talk to his mom, didn't pick up. I was like ready to do a FaceTime and the whole thing there, so. 
Um, Which is cool because I'm like, you know, because you know, somebody else like, hey man, I've watched you since I was you know, like junior high. And I'm like, cool, cool. Your mom watching you. Know, I I got time for you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you we gonna make that call. I'm I'm, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I got no problem. These days with TV ratings and viewership, I'm gonna take everything. Yeah, right. like, <laughs> you know, you tell your side piece. I said hi. <laughs> I'm like, wait to what's her name? Betsy. I'm like, wait to it too. Hey, hey. Knew it already, bringing it already here on the Get Right. <laughs> Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. It's funny because we have NFL Network on here in the studio, and I saw that the Falcons and the Dolphins were having a joint practice today, and it made me think of this question, which I'm sure you can provide an answer to. Uh, are you surprised that the Cowboys have decided not to engage in joint practices uh, this season going into this upcoming year? No, I actually love it. I thought it was a waste of time with Denver last year. I did the whole mm. trip up there and everything. I I thought it was a waste of time. And McCarthy talked about it a little bit this week. He thought they, they have enough on both sides of the football right now and enough work they can do with each other that they didn't need it. Um, and, you know, uh, these you know, the offense and defense, they've all had their moments against each other here. So I, I like what they were doing. And then if somebody's not coming to you, I don't know if you necessarily need to be a part of that because they had to leave and going up to Denver and then come back. I, I just don't see the need for it. I, I, plus, you look at the schedule they have. So um, they go – they're here in California. You're playing back in Texas Saturday. They come back to California. Then they go up to Seattle. So I really don't think they needed a joint practice. You start thinking about all the traveling and everything that you're dealing with here. Well, Nui, um, obviously being out in Oxnard, the big talk of the of the this year is Mike McCarthy taking over when it comes to play calling duties. What has been, to your eye, the biggest difference in offensively, either how it runs in training camp or just kind of the way that the, the offense looks? Hey, look, man. Um, a part of it is, you know, if I put Brandon Cooks in your offense, I, I'm going to look good call play too. <laughs> um, so, you know, he's dialing it up, man. They look good in terms of just, you're just saying like what they could do this year. Um, yeah, they, they look good. I love watching Deuce Vaughn catch some screen passes and go. I love how they put Turpin in the offense the other day and they had him going here. So, um, I, I, I'm always, I've always been one of those guys who had a conspiracy theory that Mike didn't really want Kellen Moore, but it's what he said so he could get the job because the Joneses really loved Kellen Moore. But why would you not bring in a dude who called plays won a Super Bowl? I mean, you think Denver hired Sean Payton for him not to call any plays? Or, you know, I mean, hey, if Sean Payton wants to call some plays, go let him do what he do. Why? Because you have respect for him. And what most people don't realize is Sean and Mike both got jobs the same year. In fact, Sean wanted the job Mike got, the Green Bay job, because he interviewed for So in 06, they both become head coaches. Um, both guys have sat out a year, and Mike McCarthy has more wins than Sean. Got the same Super Bowl record as Sean. Been in more NFC Championship games than Sean. Um, the kind of disrespect that's there for McCarthy is kind of it's, – it's really weird. He's won more games than Tony Dungy. He's won more games than Bill Cowher. He's won more games than John Harbaugh, who's also won a Super Bowl. I don't have an issue, guys, with what Mike McCarthy is going to do in calling plays. There were times I was frustrated watching Kellen Moore. The Green Bay game, Jacksonville game, you up 14. They cut it to seven. Next thing you know, you got to drive. This, this not chewing up the clock. So I think Mike McCarthy is going to be able to get back in here, 
in his element and do what he does. You don't have to worry about the defensive side of the football because you got a guy in Dan Quinn who can go out here and get this job done here. So I think the Cowboys are going to put themselves in a better position uh, to take advantage of better talent. And I'm a fan of Mike McCarthy right now calling the plays. Newey Scruggs, NBC5 Sports Director, joining us here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 Through the Fan Live from Oxnard, California. You have been there this week. What has been the mood, the chippiness, if you will, because it feels like this team is going to get after each other, both offensively and defensively, and obviously you had a chance to talk with Shady McCoy about some of his comments about that. Talk to me about what that vibe has been and obviously having Shady McCoy out there um, kind of at practice, but not really. These dudes want to win. You know, they want to win, and they want to do something significant. I like when Michael Parsons is sitting up here saying, I've gone to guys and challenged them. You know, let's, let's, let's go do something here with our opportunity. Leighton Vanderesh, I sat down with him. He brought up Super Bowl. I mean, these guys understand the gravity of what happened last year, but they also want to be better. They want to go further. Um, that part is that's that to me is a cool thing because it changes the door that is open from the inside, guys. So they have to want this thing, and I see that these guys are a together unit. Um, having covered a Super Bowl team, because I covered Jimmy's last team um, when they were training down in Austin, Texas, and, and seeing this team, um, you just see the similarities of guys who want to play with each other. The whole, you know, you talk about guys talking trash to each other, trying to get the best of each other. That's what Jimmy's teams do. James Washington was here on Saturday, and I ran into James, and Kenny Gant was here, and, and, and Steve Berline was out here, but I was talking to James, I was like, um, you talked a lot of trash to Troy. He's like, man, yeah, of course. What do you think? I've been playing with Troy since UCLA. Of course we did. We all talked. If you think Charles Haley did talk. And then, of course, Jimmy had a bunch of Miami Hurricanes. You think they was choir boys? They're all quiet on the field. Guys, nobody say anything to Troy. It's Troy. <laughs> and and you got to remember, you know, Troy was also the guy that was 0-11 his rookie year. You know, so there's people whole reverence. They're like, oh, my gosh, it's Troy. No, nah, he was the guy who was 0-11 and Skip Bayless was here, said they should have kept Steve Walsh. And he was skipping some comments from the Dallas Morning News. And there are people like, man, he never won anything in college. This guy's not the real deal. Troy went through it. But to sit around here and act like, you know, oh, my gosh, these guys are trash talking. And when I talk to shit, you know, people just don't do that where I did it for. Well, that's you. These guys all said there's not an issue here. Well, what are they supposed to say? Shady wanted to to have his point of view. Um, when I worked at the fan, I had old boss Todd Bigby say, you know, you're trying to win an argument. You know, you guys are trying to win a, win an argument. And so I'm not going to win an argument with Shady. I merely asked my questions, and then we, we had our, our back and forth with each other. And so that was that. I actually did enjoy my conversation with him from the standpoint. I didn't want to do it. My photographer, Noah Bull, was like, man, you want to talk to him? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this bull's job. But anyway, I just went over and, and you talked to him. That's the practice. I thought that. All right. Uh, do you see Shady? No. Was he here? Yeah. Where was he? It's like, he was over here with Acho. It's like, I saw Acho. Oh, said, so he didn't talk to you before anything? Why would he? No, he ain't. He didn't want to do that. So, <laughs> so there you go. So it was, in its own way, it was a, 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 it was a good marketing play. Like, hey, guys, we're here. And then you know, we got to go. Like, okay, so you got a show today you got to go do. But, you know, they were here Saturday. You all could have came up here Saturday because you ain't got no show on Saturday. So you could have come. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of folks came. Keyshawn came through. There was a bunch of people came through and watched all of practice and talked to people afterwards. But, hey, um, you know, they did what they did. 
And sometimes you just got to show up to the event and show face. I respect Photo it. op, baby. Uh, Photo op. <laughs> no, but you were discussing the argument, even if you do not want to delve into it. And the argument seems to entirely be about Dak Prescott's, the interceptions, whether it be last season or in training camp or what have you. I don't necessarily want to ask you to weigh in on that in particular because I feels like it's overwrought. But is there anything that you find interesting within the entirety of the conversation of Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott leader as quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys? Or is, just, is it just entirely wrote at this point? Nah, dude. For me, I kind of laugh. Like his his thing on Dak is like Republicans who hate Hillary Clinton. Like, but her emails. <laughs> but Dak, but but Dak. I'm like, okay, all right. If that's what you're if you're going to harp on that, then that's all you're going to harp on, and that's all you're going to see. I'm not going to change his mind. Mm-hmm. That's his thing. But at the same time, guys have decided how they have to, how they want to do this business. His thing is, I don't like Dak. Stephen, Stephen, uh, Stephen A. Smith's whole thing is, oh, the Cowboys, they always going to let you down. Skip Bayless's deal is, you know, LeBron is no good. Oh, the Cavaliers won a championship, but LeBron had to have Kyrie do it for him because he couldn't make a shot. I mean, that's, that's their stick. It's their jam. Okay. But I just don't really buy into it. But unfortunately, as Bill Parcells once said, perception's reality. Mm-hmm. So I got my good friends calling me. One of my best friends from business school, he don't call me. Hey, man, Shady said they don't respond to me. I'm like, dude, you listen to Shady for? You're not here. I'm here. Well, that's why I'm calling you because it's on my feet. I'm like, you're an intelligent guy. Why would you believe that? But this is like it's like that political chamber that we're in. And people get stuck on stuff, and it's like, oh, that's what we got to go with. So, oh, well, but if you're smart enough, if they're listening to your show, if they're listening to other shows on the fan and you realize and you understand from the people who are around this and do this stuff all the time, that what you're hearing from FS1 is not accurate. Nui, before I let you go, I want to ask you real quick about Dirk Nowitzki, because obviously this is his Hall of Fame weekend as someone who has covered his entire career, and obviously the championship team back in 2011. Kind of just put into perspective quickly Dirk Nowitzki and what this is going to mean, not just for him, but for the entire city who watched him grow and become the Hall of Fame player that he's going to be inducted in this weekend. To watch Dirk lose his best friend Steve Nash and then lose to him in the playoffs for next year and then see them win the Western Conference Championship in Phoenix, and Steve gets, you know, a second MVP. Then they're up 2-0 in Miami. Uh, then in game three, they got what, a 13-point lead with six minutes to go. Then they lose that game in the next three. Then they go in 07 and win, win all those games, and, and he's the MVP, and they get put out by Nelly in the first round at that point in time. I saw the viciousness that people had toward Dirk. I saw the racism toward Dirk. I saw so much negativity, and to watch that man win the championship in 2011, it was great. There were two guys that I had really been happy for in my career, three guys that I was so happy to see win championships, Shaquille O'Neal, Dirk Nowitzki, and to be there and talk to Demarcus Ware, Mm. to see that you knew the road for these guys was bumpy. They had a lot of criticism at times. And to rise above it and get that ring, you just say, yes. Dirk Nowitzki, a lot of people now jump on the wagon, but I'm telling you, I remembered a lot of the negativity.
I remembered a lot of the unfair criticism towards him. And for him to go to the Hall of Fame, I'll never forget those moments. And I'm just happy for him to get that moment because the dude has shown more grace <laughs> than I think I ever would have. And the many times that I've seen those tough losses, that dude got in front of the microphone. And he answered the questions. And there's a hell of a lot of guys, not just in this town, but across sports that could learn from Dirk Nowitzki that if you want to be the face of a franchise, you show up when you lose as much as you show up when you win. You can find him on Twitter at Newey Scruggs. He's an 11-time Emmy winner and, of course, NBC5 sports director and one of the true gentlemen in the business. Happy mm-hmm. to call him a friend and a mentor. Newey Scruggs, good enough to join us here on the get right new as always thank you so much for the time and the perspective sir it's always honor you know any anytime you need me just throw up the hat (laughs) (laughs) bring a steel chair with us too huh hey i'll swim i'll swim across a a platform for you newie call me scuba gooding jr (laughs) get out of here newie man i'll talk to you later man later oh there he goes newie scrubs gonna have to join us here on the get right coming up next on the get right here on 105 through the favorite, go around the NFL and your home of the Cowboys. This segment of the Get Right is brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. At Classic Chevrolet, they do everything with purpose. That's why they're offering you their best deals, end of year savings on new Silverados. See them at ClassicChevrolet.com. Upgrade you. Your upgrade is their purpose. Shop model year end savings today. This is Texas. This is Classic Chevrolet. Relax and enjoy the difference and find new roads. Well, you was feeling that song, aren't you? I don't know. I was just getting loose. <laughs> I saw it on, on, on the fan cam over here, and you're just doing the. Yeah, Reggie, nice. Reggie was feeling good on that one. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm getting loose. I feel loose, you know. We uh, had Nui on. Nui I'm about got to me. Like how Nui was, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you heard. I let out a belly laugh for later. I was, I was Nui hit me with a, he hit me with a curveball. I was not expecting that. Oh, one. for sure. It's the, uh, it's to get right with Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Regal Mendoza holding down for here. If you missed our conversation last segment with NBC Five Sports Director Nui Scruggs, you missed a gem of a conversation. Make sure you hit the rewind button on the Odyssey app to check that out. Right here on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers, 105.3 The Fan. Won't belabor the time any further. Rigo, let's go around the National Football League here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys having a little bit of a, uh, as they get ready for Jacksonville later on this weekend. First preseason game, hard to believe, already upon us. Cowboys practicing today, uh, walking through and doing their thing as they continue their preparations for this weekend. Uh, let's get to a couple of news and notes in and around the NFL. We start in Indianapolis, where they're looking for running back help, but they did not sign Kareem Hunt after he took a visit to Indy. Oh. Uh, he left without a contract and will continue to field interest from other teams. So free agent running back Kareem Hunt still looking for his next opportunity, having already visited New Orleans with the Saints yeah. and now having visited with the Indianapolis Colts, Kareem Hunt still looking for his next job visiting with Indy, but leaving without uh, a contract there. They've got running back issues in Indy. Jonathan Taylor, of course, dealing with an ankle injury. They lost another running back already to injury as well. So Indy needs some help in that backfield. Uh, Kareem Hunt, though, not signed as of yet when it comes to 
their running back situation there. Yes, it wasn't a great uh, running back depth chart to begin with. And then especially if you're going to have these Jonathan Taylor issues um, with negotiation. Uh, yeah, no, this is tough. Although I was trying to think back and I was like, yeah, Kareem Hunt is a good name. He wasn't particularly great last year, right? Like in Cleveland, it was like, oh, you got the you got the two headed monster of uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And for a few years, like three years or so, it was like, oh, man, this is a problem. And then like slowly, quiet as it kept. I don't think it looked as good for Kareem Hunt as the second part of that tandem. And so I wonder how good it is. But, I mean, you look at the um, you look at the Colts depth chart, and if you take John- Jonathan Taylor off there, it looks really bad. And this is why I look at the Colts, and I'm like, why are y'all having this fight again with Jonathan Taylor right now? Because, look, I understand the basic running back things. Of, yeah, he's a running back. You don't want to necessarily pay the you know extension on a running back, especially you don't want to pay for the, you know, you want to pay for the yards and not the carries and all those things. Here's the thing. I understand you've, you've used a lot of Jonathan Taylor. You have a quarterback in Anthony Richardson who is solid but is going to need some development. And having, having a running back to protect him. And I'm not talking about pass blocking. I'm talking about opportunities to play call and t- you know take heat off of him mm-hmm. can be helpful. Plus, ain't nobody seeing the end of that contract anyways. There are ways that you can situate this contract where Jonathan Taylor, who is still very productive, you know, you give him a contract where in two, three seasons – you can find a way to get out of there. And in two, three seasons, you should feel a lot better about this quarterback that you brought in and Anthony Richardson. Like, it actually feels like it times out nicely that you should be able to make this happen. But for some reason, whatever reason the Colts have figured that they want to stand on this, more power to you, I guess. It just feels like it would make more sense to go that route and not shoot yourself in the foot. But what do I know? Speaking of free agents, Jadavian Clowney remains a free agent, although he did receive an offer from the Baltimore Ravens per Josina Anderson of CBS Oh, they gave CBS him an Sports. offer. Okay. Um, so that being reported as of three hours ago, Josina Anderson on Twitter saying, uh, told free agent Jadavian Clowney received an offer from the Baltimore Ravens and is taking some time to think it through per a source uh, communicating to her about the Ravens and the possible signing of Jadavian Clowney in Baltimore interesting defense that they already have there with guys like Patrick Queen uh, of course they got Rokon Smith there uh, Marlon Humphrey one of the best corners in the NFL good safety and Kyle Hamilton of course Marcus Williams as well yeah, you notice all the players that you're naming though linebackers safeties like they do need a little help when it comes to actually on the defensive line mm-hmm. so I mean I get that especially if it comes in at a pretty, pretty decent number I think that'd be an interesting thing when you consider the Ravens and the aspirations that they have and plus when it comes down to it I don't think there's a few positions in football where you just can't have enough of them. Edge rushers can't have enough of them. Can't have enough of those. Right. And it's one of the reasons why you look at the Cowboys depth chart and you go, ooh, bellissimo. <laughs> right. Like you could just keep rotating them in. A lot of the best defensive coordinators are like, yeah, give me a few of them and I'll just keep throwing fresh bodies at you that will go get the quarterback. And so for the for the Ravens, if they are able to find this at a good number, I think that's a good opportunity to add Jadamian Clowney in um, as, a diff- as another body in there. Quotes. Oh, that was that was strong. I put my foot in my mouth. Said Washington Commanders coach Ron Rivera today. Yeah, just take out that last part. Uh, mm-hmm. w- with respect to Eric, B- the comments he made about Eric Bieniemy, um, and of course, <laughs> having traveled rather fast with the comments that he made about players having trouble apparently adjusting to Eric Bieniemy's intensity. In Washington, and Ron Rivera deciding to speak on that has issued a little bit of a mea culpa, if you will, saying, quote, 
I basically told him I put my foot in my mouth. I think what I said wasn't as clear as it needed to be. I think the understanding of it is just the fact that I think everybody's making, in my opinion, a little bit more than needs to be made of this, in quote, in part. Now, Ron. <laughs> Ronald. <laughs> Not Ronald, though. I don't know what his actual name is. Uh, my you might be you might be on the right track. Um, I kind of hate when people are like, I apologize, but also it's your fault for misunderstanding me. <laughs> if you don't apologize, apologize. Y'all didn't get what I was trying to say to y'all. But I mean, I'm sorry that you misunderstood. No, 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 just stand on it. But I'm like, sorry also, for the way that you took it. <laughs> look, Ronald I, Eugene, by the way. Eugene, ooh, Eugene. Eugene. I love a Eugene. I might start calling him Eugene. Of course you are. Eugene Ronald the coach. Eugene Rivera. That's a, yeah, that's, a, wow. that's an interesting. Now, wait a minute. I wait a minute. Wait, no, no, wait, wait. I, need, I need the backstory Thank on you. how he became Ronald, Ronald Eugene. Eugene Rivera. I need to, I need to understand. <laughs> I don't we know, got a lot going on there. I don't know why I got Dominican there for a second. I apologize. You did. But, uh, <laughs> Nice. That was good. That it, was good. It, it came out to a little bit of you know accidents. Like, okay, because right. I am not in any way Dominican. I apologize to everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> who you just offended. It felt, right it there. felt wrong. I don't think you offended anyone. Mea culpa. No, but like this is this is the thing with the Ron Rivera thing. This was not like a quick comment that man I made a misstep. He this was soliloquies. He talked a lot about it. And yeah. Then he started comparing the enemy style to Jack Del Rio, and then basically took this to a point. And this is the part that I I don't want to say took issue with, but I found to be a little funny was that he took it to the point where he um, he starts talking about, and I guess I could read it verbatim, quote, as a coach, I have to assimilate and get a feel for everybody. Eric has an approach, and it's the way he does things, and it's not going to change because he believes in it. Jack Del Rio has his approach. Having been a head coach, I think Jack has a tendency to try and figure guys out a little bit more as opposed to, hey, this is it, this is the way it's going to be type of stuff. Eric hasn't had that experience yet, close quote. And it felt like what he was saying is Eric Bieniemy is not malleable compared to me and Jack. We've done this before. And look, man, like I don't know how you nec- – and look, you, you should be able to apologize and like be able to you know amend yourself and find a better place. I got real questions as to like where did that come from? Like is there, is there something within you that looks at Eric Bieniemy and says that he is lesser than? Because I think that's – it's really tough because – Or has the incapability – or doesn't have the capability – of being able to change and be a little bit different based off of right. what he's trying to accomplish. And I can understand in some ways having that in gen- generic opinion. It really is tough because of the particular dude we're talking about and what he's been faced with in the NFL when it comes to trying to find an opportunity as a head coach. Mm-hmm. So mentioning the idea that you and this other and your other assistant are have been head coaches or are head coaches, it feels like a weird slight. All things considered, right? Like, it's all got to come back together, and they've got to find a way to work together. And, look, we've all worked with somebody that we don't necessarily all the way jive with. And I imagine Eric Bieniemy, he didn't take this job thinking that everything was going to be sunshine and rainbows, right? But not getting this from your head coach before the season started. That's really – and, look, man. That's kind of wild to me. How long has Ron Rivera been a head coach in the NFL? Like, this is long the thing enough. that's really weird <laughs> for me. You've been a head coach for a long time. You've had media a lot of – it feels like he's really losing his fastball in this thing, doesn't he, guys? Well, and think about Rivera's situation as well. He's in a situation where he may not be the preferred guy. There's a new ownership group that's in there now in Washington. There's pressure for him to succeed to try and keep his job there because Josh Harris and that group could one day say, we want all y'all out of here and we're ready to bring in our new coaches and front office personnel, whatever the case may be. So Rivera's got to make an impression himself. The part that I find to be interesting here is, do you not think that Eric Bieniemy has the capability of being able to not only get across his point the way that he's been able to be successful with it, but also if you're Bieniemy though, one of the best ways to become a good leader, and he's been obviously one that's well-respected, at least with the Kansas City Chiefs, 
and the success that he's had with Patrick Mahomes in that offense there before he ultimately left is you have got to be able, especially with today's athlete, not only explain the why to them, but get on their level and be able to teach and coach individuals so that they can understand based off not only their own perspective, but how you can communicate that message to them to ultimately get them where they want to go. Because for me, if I'm Eric Bieniemy and I'm trying to make an impact on this offense, I've got to learn my guys. I got to learn how they learn. I got to learn how they uh, take in information, but also be able to drive my style and try to get them to a place where they are going to different places that they have not necessarily been before based on the lack of success that they've had in Washington in that way. Plus, like all of this, and I understand I didn't do a great job laying it. All of this was because supposedly the players are quote-unquote concerned, right? That's the word I saw, about the intensity with which the offense and everything is going for Which Eric Which they could use a little bit around there based on what's been happening in the, that offense the last few years. Quite literally, who was the – was it Scott Turner was the offense coordinator um, the last three seasons? Mm-hmm. He was more of a lack, you know, lackadaisical, laissez-faire type of yeah. – like, this is very much a dichotomy. It's almost something that we see all the time in football where it's like, we used to have an offensive-minded head coach. We fired ours. We went and got a defense. Right? It's almost that you know that, that switch up, and it might be necessary to get that offense into gear. So I think that that's funny all the way around. But um, ultimately, look, man, they're going to have to find a way to work this. And for Eric Bieniemy, I understand why it's intense because, look, man, if there was ever – the whole reason he takes his job is to be able to put his stamp and his name on something you know, and to prove that he's the dude outside of Andy Reid, outside of somebody yes. else. I look, anybody that's put their name on something. Hello, welcome to the Get Right with Reggie KG. Right? That's right. Anybody that's put their name on something understands the idea of I'm going to go real hard to make sure that it's good. And so I, I find it interesting that particularly this became, with the bags that he has come yeah. with in order to even get that job in the first place and everything that he's got to try and overcome to make sure that he is known as like, hey, I'm the man here running this show. Either you get with it or you can get out. That's, in essence, what it sounds like for Biennemi in his situation. But Washington, good luck with that, um, except when you're playing the Cowboys just a few times a year. That's all that matters. Oh, look, he's the play caller on offense. It'll get gone that way. <laughs> I'm just I'm, – I'm a it's little just concerned. A weird, it's just a weird start. Yeah, I'm a little concerned for Ron Rivera. In Washington, in our nation's capital. That's your trip around the National Football League here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next here – uh, let's talk a little NBA as Luka Doncic gets ready to play Team USA later on this week in Spain. The Mavericks make an interesting move that sparks this question about their rotation. Let's talk about it next on the Get Right. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. 
And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.